After beating the Nuggets G League team on Sunday night, the Timberwolves get blown out by the real Nuggets on Tuesday night, and LeBron James breaks the all-time NBA scoring record. Well, here I am. Welcome back to M Nation. Um, Let's just start off with the most important news. Last night, LeBron James solidified himself as the greatest scorer in the history of the NBA. LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's NBA scoring record. He came into the game wearing this incredible black suit, incredible suit that he walked into the game with, sunglasses, the whole spiel. And when everybody saw this incredible suit, they it's just like, yeah, he's breaking the record tonight. He came out onto the floor for warmups wearing custom Beats headphones with the number of points that he needed to get. Uh, where is this right here? He had he had Beats headphones with across the top of them, uh, thir- the number 38,388, the exact number that he needed to break the record on top of them. The media was was following around not like not as if LeBron James doesn't have the media following him around, you know, in general, but for this game last night, like it was, it was incredible. And the NBA made the announcement before the game, the only way that they wouldn't stop the game for, to, to pause and have the moment for LeBron and have the small little ceremony was if the game was within six points, um, in the last minute of the the uh, the game or in overtime or if the game was in overtime is when they wouldn't stop the game but luckily that was not the case uh, it happened with uh, about 10 seconds to go in the third quarter and LeBron James officially um he had a fadeaway shot from uh, the top of the key and with everybody in the world watching and everybody in the crypto.com excuse me the staple center i refuse to call it by its legal name um, everybody in the Staples Center pointing their phones at it. Uh, he hits the shot, and TNT did a great job of producing the broadcast and having the, as it was dubbed, the La Tracker um, in the upper right-hand corner. Regardless, yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic moment. They stopped the game. Uh, LeBron James goes airplane mode to the other sideline. Um, his sons, Bronny and Bryce, are there, and his daughter's there. Um, his his mother, his wife is there. And yeah, they they all stopped the game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the whole game is watching him and people are saying that he's just sitting there disgusted uh, the whole time. But when it was time for Kareem to present the ball to um, to LeBron after he broke the record, he seemed to be very, very respectful. They had nothing but respect for each other, at least in that moment. And um, the commissioner of the NBA came out and he presented um, LeBron James to the crowd and uh, just a really, there was an amazing video tribute. Just a really, really great moment at the uh, at the Staples Center last night. And uh, yeah, the funny people are making fun of uh, what's I don't know what the kid's first name is, but there's this player on the Lakers named Bryant. Obviously, not the famous Bryant that played for uh, the Lakers, but this new kid. He think he wears the number 31. And the, the the amazing photo of LeBron putting up the shot to break the record. He got this Bryant kid in the background who's. Um, who's uh, boxing out one of the the Thunder defenders, and he's calling for the ball as LeBron breaks the record and everybody's in there in the entire arena has their phones out. But um, just a sensational moment last night at the uh, at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was sitting courtside. So many celebrities. Bad Bunny was sitting courtside. Shannon Sharp was there. Um, I, I can't even begin to... Um, I can't even begin to um, uh, tell you how many celebrities were there. Well, the I think the minimum ticket price to get in was like $150 for uh, nosebleeds. 
here's a quote um, from LeBron James himself. Quote, I write the man in the arena on my shoe every single night from Theodore Roosevelt. James said afterward, tonight I actually felt like I was sitting on top of the arena when that shot went in and the roar from the crowd. I'm not sure if I would ever be able to feel that feeling again unless it's a game-winning final shot. What else can you say? Fantastic moment. And say what you want about his political views or how he inserts himself into um, politics, but LeBron James is one of the greatest American athletes of all time, bar none. And there's going to be that endless debate of if Jordan or LeBron is better. And I think people are still going to be convinced. Well, there's the, the argument for MJ is that MJ has way more finals wins. He's undefeated in the finals, was the finals MVP for every single one of them. Uh, he's got more MVPs. Um, you know, he's got more defensive player of the year. Um, yada, yada. And then with LeBron, it's okay. If people who think LeBron is the greatest of all time, well, LeBron was, um, playing against much better competition than Jordan was. But then at the same time, you can argue that people were, um, less likely to get flopping fouls back in Jordan's day. And people were much more, uh, physical in the NBA back in the day. But with LeBron, LeBron is going up against superhumans versus Jordan was basically going up against plumbers and the occasional Detroit Pistons team that would come around. But nonetheless, uh, you can believe whatever you want to believe on who's better. Some people believe that Kobe's better. Some people believe that Shaq's better. But um, yeah, as we move on here, quickly mentioning the Minnesota Timberwolves, I got to tell you that I was in the arena for the Minnesota Timberwolves um, destruction of the Denver Nuggets G League team on Sunday night. It was a great, great time. I wish I could have seen Jokic, but now when I look at this box score last night, maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'm I'm fine with um with watching them beat up on the G League team. It was actually my first time witnessing a Timberwolves victory in person, so uh, that was pretty cool. And the uh, Denver Nuggets are in first place for a reason. They're 38 and 17. They're 26 and four at home. They have not lost five games at home yet. They certainly weren't going to lose the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's just take a quick look at the standings here. Currently, the Wolves are in ninth place of the Western Conference. They are 10 games behind the Denver Nuggets, and they are one game ahead of uh, the Utah Jazz, who they play tonight in Utah. Again, Rudy Gobert's former team. Golden State Warriors, New Orleans Pelicans are a half game in front of them. Dallas Mavericks are a whole game in front of them. Uh, the Wolves are only three games out of the three seed. They're only two games out of the four seed. So it like I said, like this Western Conference will shift every single day. So that being said, the only team that's kind of solidified themselves away from everybody else is the Denver Nuggets. Um, and on the flip side, the only teams that have solidified themselves as, you know, garbage teams tanking for Victor are the Spurs and the Rockets. But, um, you know, I haven't looked at the official stat line last night for that Timberwolves disaster, but I do know one simple fact is that the Wolves gave up 49 points, not in the first half, in the first quarter, 49 points. That is, uh, Wow. That's really all you can say on that front, but um, we're they they get a chance to come right back and uh, take it to the Jazz tonight. Get back on this is a hard road trip. I think they're they're going up against uh, Golden State here, right? Uh, here very soon. Let me give me a second here. Let me pull up the Timberwolves exact schedule here. Uh, schedule. Let's see here. Okay, so on this road trip, they've got Utah, Memphis, Dallas. If they can scrap two wins. 
out of this road trip against Denver, Utah, Memphis, and Dallas, that will be completely worth it. These are all good playoff teams. These these are all teams that will be in the playoffs. Um, obviously, when they play Dallas, it'll be against um, Kyrie Irving as well, now that he's gone there. Um, and then you've got Washington and Charlotte at home, and then you've got immediately into the fire again with Golden State and the Clippers, and then the, the Lakers and Sacramento Kings. Things do not get easier from here. The Wolves do not have really any like BS games for the rest of the season. That's the only way you can say this. There are no, like San Antonio Spurs on April 8th is their only like must win. You like these people are, are trash. This team is trash for the rest of the season. But um, yeah, nonetheless, um, about half the season to go, maybe like 20 games or so. And this is playoff basketball for the West, for the rest of the way. And I'm just hoping that when Carl Anthony Towns comes back, because he is on this road trip, he is on this road trip for the first time since he was injured. When Carl Anthony Towns comes back, I hope that the chemistry of the team is not completely disrupted. But, uh, oh yeah, and the NBA trade, line, trade deadline is literally tomorrow. And the Wolves need to make a decision very quickly on whether or not they're going to keep on whether or not they're going to keep D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed. If they're going to keep both of them, if they're going to trade one of them, because ultimately they're going to need to take care of this, this situation of Nas Reed. We, we've already talked about it in the past, but Nas Reed, he's coming to the end of his, of his contract year. And yeah, there's a chance they can always resign him, but then he's going to be your third best center, not third best, but he's going to be your third highest paid center on your team where he could easily go get paid more money to be somewhere else's um, first string center uh, after you've got Cat and and Rudy there. And as far as D'Angelo Russell goes, if you're going to trade him right now is the number one, this is, he's been playing the best basketball of his Timberwolves career over the last month or so. If you're going to trade him, you're going to maximize his, um, his trade credentials right now. You're probably going to be able to get at least one of those first round picks back from, uh, from the Rudy Gobert trade. But I guess we'll just have to see. And if we have to do a breaking news episode, we'll have to do a breaking news episode, but um, yeah, thank you for your time today, and thank you for listening to M Nation. Please drink Coconut Red Bull. Coconut Red Bull is love. Coconut Red Bull is life. And thank you again for listening to the M Nation podcast. I will see you again soon.